Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, this week, I know I say this like every week, but I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, I've worked with this guest in the past. He is super inspiring, does all the things. Uh, he's the founder of Trembly Law Firm and co-founder of Get Staffed Up. He's an author, speaker, like I said, all the things. So, Brett, thanks for coming and joining me on the show today. Raise a glass to business owners. I love it. Thanks for I having me. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I know. I mean, you know, we got to have a raise a glass every once in a while or else we'll right. go crazy, right? I know. I love it. It's a great tagline and thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, well, yeah. And I'm so glad you got the rosé. Um, so hopefully you're sipping on that. Uh, how was the weather like down there? I, I am, but let me tell you about this rosé. So, you know, it's sparkling wine, not something I drink all the time, but you sent it to me. So, of course, I'm going to drink it. But um, what I did a second ago is I had LaCroix in front of me and passion fruit, because that's really the only flavor of LaCroix anybody should drink. But anyway, um, I mixed it with the rosé and it is dangerous and good. It tastes like you're just drinking something really sweet and non-alcoholic. So I think it could get you very, uh, uh, put you in some bad situations if you don't pay attention. Let's put it that way. It's a good little combination I just discovered. That's good to know. I've never even thought of combining them. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, So the, the weather's um, hotter than heck down here and humid now. Um, I think the good weather went away like late April, later than usual this year. <laughs> so that was nice. And uh, these are the months we just kind of grin and bear it. Yes. Yep. I don't miss that about the South. But hey, it's supposed to be 109 here in Oregon like all weekend. So <laughs> it's going to be insane. Wow. So, wow. That's brutal. Yeah, I know. It's, it's pretty weird, too. So hopefully it won't be a bad fire season, but we'll see. So... How long, like, I know a lot about you, but I would love for you to, you know, give the listeners a little bit, you know, history about you, what you do, like, when did you start it, you know, all of that fun stuff. Sure. So I started my law firm in 2011, very late, actually 11-1-11. So (laughs) I'm not super into dates. It just worked out that way. Um, And in early 2018, me and my business partner started Get Staffed Up and, um, here we are. I mean, things are really good on both fronts. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I know that's something I really, like I sent you the questions earlier, I wanted to dive in because when I do talk to a lot of business owners, you know, they're overwhelmed and they can't really do, a, you know, what they want to do, but then they also feel like they can't hire someone. So I don't know what kind of tasks, you know, that like can a business owner delegate to a VA? So there's either traditional positions that you can, it, you can make it easy by just thinking, all right, I have a secretary, so I can just make someone a secretary, even though they're virtual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they can probably do 95% of the tasks that a in-house secretary does. Um, receptionist, intake coordinator, client happiness coordinator, which I know you guys are big proponents of, mm-hmm. um, personal assistant, executive assistant, 
clerical VA or a marketing VA. So you don't have to look at it like I have to create a brand new position just because somebody's virtual. Mm-hmm. But you can do it that way. So the other way to do it is is I, I tell people there's an exercise where you write down everything you do for three days, like everything on a sheet of paper. Um, so just as you're going about your day, you just got to keep your phone by you. Just type it all in. And then at the end, write it all on a sheet of paper and then highlight anything that takes up your time that you don't like doing and that's not a good use of your time. Mm-hmm. And that's what you delegate. That's what you start with. That alone will should clear about 80% of things off your plate and you'll be so much more profitable, happier. You'll have way more headspace and those things just compound on, on one another. Yes. Oh, I love that. And what I've noticed is I've worked with quite a few of your, your staffers. They're so versatile. Like, like you said, there can be so many different things. It doesn't have to be like one certain position, you know? Right. Well, so our recruiting system helps us find the best of the best, meaning the top 1% of virtual assistants and the English speaking virtual assistants in the world, even though they're offshore, um, have to speak phenomenal English. And what you'll find is that we have this idea that if they're in another country, then we're going to have to accept less from them. And then suddenly you'll, you'll, you'll start working with them and you think, like, I would pay this person so much money in the U.S. Like, they're getting paid really well for where they live. But thanks to labor arbitrage, we're saving the money. So it helps us not add all the overhead. But mm-hmm. the person is so good. The quality is just so amazing. It's, it's subconsciously, we all imagine people just not being as good because they're from somewhere else. We don't do it on purpose, but that's like the thought. And yeah. you'll find the most amazing, smart, educated, talented people from all over the world. You just have to do all the work to find them. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And I will definitely link to get staffed up uh, in the podcast notes because everybody needs to know about it. Uh, But it's funny that you brought that up because I was talking to my father-in-law. He's a real estate broker and owns a few offices down in Louisiana. And he was just saying how overwhelmed he was. And I was like, well, why don't you just hire a VA, like a, you know, offshore person? He's like, well, I need them to be local. And I was like, why? Because yeah. <laughs> I need to talk to them in person. I was like, why? why? <laughs> like, you know, I think that people are just maybe used to that, you know, and so that whole, you know, myth of it'd be too hard to train or onboard or, you know, like you said that, you know, they, they won't know what to do. Like, is is just that that it's a myth. It's a it's a mindset block that a lot of otherwise really good business people have, and it's it's basically for lack of doing what you did, which is challenging the why. Yeah. Because most people say, oh, just because, just because I need them to just, oh, well, the way I work, it's like, if you ever really think about it, your secretary doesn't work at your same desk for 99% of us, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're in the next room, probably 80% of what they're doing is is already through the computer. They're answering emails, they're, they're, they're doing scanning, they're emailing you. Granted, if they're one office away, you can yell at them, but <laughs> you don't need to have someone in your office for most of the things. So you can either keep telling yourself, oh, because I need to, because I need them in person and be miserable, or you can go through the exercise of challenging yourself. And it's like, it's like anything else in life. You think one way for a long time, and then you finally stop and think about why am I doing something this way? And then you open yourself up to a whole world of, of new possibilities. Yes. I love that. So in your experience, when should someone hire a VA? Yesterday. Right. <laughs> I mean, 
They say, they say the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago and the second best time is today, right? That doesn't even make sense. It's like the next best time was 19 years and 11 months ago. But right. anyway, um, I, I mean, so there's a, a very famous, I don't know how famous he is. He should be more famous um, author and uh, marketing guy named Perry Marshall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love his books. I love his stuff. Um, he mostly works with like marketing people and marketing companies. So not really in my world. I'm still trying to see how I can, you know, get into some of his classes and work with him. But he argues that if you make over $30 an hour, you need a personal assistant. And $30 an hour is $60,000 a year. So that's so many people that, that need a personal assistant. If you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, an employer, and you don't have an assistant, you are an assistant. Jack Daly from the book Hyper Sales Growth, um, he's getting up there and has not lost any energy. Um, he did a speech the other day in Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, I don't know if we mentioned when you asked me about the weather, I'm down here in Miami. And he just flat out said, who doesn't have an assistant? Okay, you are an assistant. You can't argue with that. You're, you're, we all spend so much time doing things that we shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. that it gets in the way of just having you know like it takes up our headspace and it gets exhausting all the little things that need to get done because they do need to get done but they don't need to be done by you so i it's hard for me to find someone who doesn't need an assistant yeah oh it's so true and i think you know just as entrepreneurs we're kind of scrappy anyway so it's like okay i can just do that so we're kind of like yeah in that mindset of we're just gonna do it ourselves but that's a good way to put it for sure um and then so i'm sure you hear this a lot or and i've you know seen a lot of this as well like what do you tell someone that you know says they can't hire a VA you know because I get that like pushback a lot it's like well you know I mean I guess why right like yeah. why can't you hire a VA and then I, I would answer whatever whatever nonsense they come up with next <laughs> awesome yeah it's, All right. it's so, so let's say let's say you have a food truck right true or false can you hire a VA well not if you need it one other person cooking the food and taking orders at your food truck. But guess who could be to, could be doing the accounting? So instead of you going home at night and then doing all the accounting associated with it or the marketing or saying like, hey guys, today we're gonna be at this cool new location, you know, take a picture and tag us on Instagram for 10% off. That shouldn't be you. You yep. should be focused on, on, I don't know, making the food better, whatever the heck food trucks do to, to be better. Um, or the ordering, you know, like you don't have to sit there and order all the stuff. Like, you know what you need, but you could just tell them to do it. Right. The inventory, there's just so many things that when you, and, and this is not to say, Hey, move all the jobs overseas. This is to say, create jobs that don't exist because most of us do things ourselves instead of, instead of hiring because adding overhead, especially domestic overhead, it's expensive. Like, well, now I got to sell 50 more burritos, but I got to pay for all the product. I got to make them all. So I'm not going to hire someone. I'm going to do it myself. When you realize that you can have somebody for, you know, rather inexpensively overseas, and again, they will be, they will make very good money for where they live. Then it starts to make a lot more sense. And again, that's why you like those mindset blocks. So important when the light bulb goes off, because somebody may be in their car listening to this, or they may read a book or they may see a tweet. Maybe it's not me and you, maybe it's, someone else like us talking about, you know, VAs and personal assistants and delegation and doing less to do more. And it's really neat when you see the light bulb go off on those people. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Like it makes so so much sense. Like, I mean, I feel like the whole, you know, 
so many things we don't know until we start actually like thinking about it, like huh. questioning, like yeah. all of it. Um, and what would be like, what's your number one tip for a successful working relationship with a VA? Like, what would you, somebody say, okay, I'm going to hire someone now. I just don't know what to do. <laughs> like, what would your number one tip be? Yeah. Treat them like you would any other really important employee. You want to nurture the relationship. You want to give them feedback. You want to have specific things that they are supposed to do. And you want to give them time to, um, ask you for feedback on how they're doing. A lot of people, not even just virtual assistants, but in-house, you know, employees, we get too busy, so we don't give them feedback. They don't know if they're doing good or bad. Then you get frustrated, so you start doing things yourself, and you're like, oh, this doesn't work for me. Um, and onboarding is important, but if you have, if you've, like, missed the boat on onboarding and someone's been with you three months, four months, five months, maybe, like, you just, you haven't put in the time, and you can save relationships, I believe in hire slow and fire fast, but fire fast means that like that person is really not doing a job well. And you know it because you've designed this job and you've designed all the tasks and the scorecards and you know exactly what they should be doing. They know what they should be doing. They've been given ample, ample opportunity to do well with it and they haven't performed. Mm -hmm. This is so much different where a lot of us just get too busy to put in the time to make somebody successful or give them the tools and the mm -hmm. resources and the time to be successful at their job. So that's it. Like treat them like a very important um, part of your business, include them in meetings, include them in, in staff functions in, in, in virtually speaking. And then um, you can have a, a really successful relationship with them by giving them weekly opportunities to debrief with you and, and give you updates and, and let them make it easy on them to make your life better. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so simple, but so, you know, overlooked sometimes, you know? Okay. Kind of switch, like switching gears a little bit. Like I said, you're, <laughs> you're a pretty busy guy. Um, so how do you balance work and life? Or do you think it's just, you know, BS? Um, no, I don't think it's BS. I think that Monday through Friday, I definitely work, you know, very hard, but I'm usually done by like six, six thirty. Um, only way that's possible is with a spouse who does a lot of the, the child rearing. <laughs> um, but we've always broken it up that way and we, we like it that way. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, weekends are up to me for spending time with the family and hanging out and, uh, decompressing and then coming back strong on Monday. I like to work. I, mm -hmm. It makes me feel good and, and I feel busy, but I like to work on the business, not in the business, building it. Um, so I think I have a pretty good balance and I just think it's, you know, get up early, have a morning routine, attack your day, work real hard, spend the evening with your family. To me, that's enough balance. You never, well, I don't know about never, but most people aren't going to get the three hours of work, three hours with your kids, three hours of free time, <laughs> dinner, go to bed. And I wouldn't want that, that split, but having the freedom to make that decision and decide what's best for you. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So true. And so your like comfort zone, we all have them. We all love them. Um, how do you get out of your comfort zone to, you know, help the business grow, you know, personally, like different things that make you uncomfortable and you know, how do you like, do you have any tips for that? I love this question because I think most people 
assume they're the type of person who has is able to get out of their comfort zone or who does it often. Mm -hmm. Let's say you start a business and that makes you super uncomfortable. That's just one time, but you may spend the next 10 years not really trying to grow that business and staying within a new comfort zone. So I really like this question. Um, I think unless you're around people that challenge you and give you new ideas, and unless you're reading books that give you new ideas, and then you're you're trying to implement things that we we can get stuck in a slightly different comfort zone than we were before. And so I think it's your environment and who you surround yourself with. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Recently, like I've been reaching out to people that you know I've been like fanning like girl fanning for like years asking like to connect or like I'm gonna have like my favorite author that I've like her books have changed my life and she's huge and she agreed to be on the show and I'm just like oh my god like now I'm so scared but who is it um Kara Allwell she did like the girl on fire girl code um all of those like her handle is the champagne diet she's awesome okay yeah I mean, look, like my dad still tells me this and sometimes I joke like, all right, dad, shut up. Like I get it. You know, it's like <laughs> life's short. Just, just yes. do it. Like those, you're going to regret the things you don't do way more than the things you do. So what's the, like, what's the worst that can happen? You email someone and they say no. So I emailed Perry Marshall, same thing you did, right? Yeah. I said, Hey, I want you on this podcast. So, it might not have been him and that's fine. I, I would expect that. But somebody responded and said, how many people are on your distribution list? Um, mm-hmm. It's very big about where you spend your time and how. So for Get Stopped Up, we have at this point like 200,000 email addresses, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't mean all, all 200,000 people email us back or or engage, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so we said, I think we said like 100,000 and then somebody responded like, thanks, but you know, no thanks. And it's like, he has a very defined uh, type of thing he wants to be involved with, with right. parameters and good for him. He should, we should all set boundaries. So like, it's not like it affected my day. I'm, I'm right. no worse off than had I never asked, but now, now that I ask one, I get to learn from him and how he does it. And two, I get to tell a story about it. So it, it's still better to ask than to not ask, you know? Yeah, totally. And you never know if it would happen in the future too, you know, and you've already reached out and like, you know, the scary part's over if you ever like do it again, you know? Oh, someday if I ever, I'm going to bring it up, you know, like, <laughs> oh, big timer. So yeah. Know. Yeah. He's awesome. I have his 80, 20 book, but that's the only one that I have of his. Yeah. I love it. Um, speaking of books, we're down to the favorites. What is your favorite book? And it can be anything. It doesn't have to be business oh, or whatever. I mean, look, the, the original is Think and Grow Rich. I still try to read that like, <laughs> once every other year. Um, 8020 sales and marketing by Perry Marshall is really great, full of amazing information. Um, and he has a new one. It's not even a book. It's like a booklet, but it's called detox, declutter and dominate. And it lays out a sort of like morning routine and plan for giving yourself the headspace to, to be better. And I really, I, I sent, we send people this book all the time. So I love that one too. Yeah, I still need to read that one. It's been on my list. Um, and I've done Think and Grow Rich. Have you read kind of not the second one because I don't, there's no sequel, but it is Napoleon Hill. And um, I'm reading it now in our book club. It's like Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. Have you read that one? 
That one I have not, but I've read. There's one called Three Feet from Gold. It's almost like a, a, a parable. Um, and then there's another one called Outwitting the Devil. Oh, I haven't and heard out, that one. Yeah, Outwitting the Devil is kind of like a little bit of Napoleon Hill's sort of dark side stuff. And it started out not that great. And then I absolutely loved it. It's his, it's, it's almost like his conversation, like made up conversation in his head throughout the years with the devil, but more like his subconscious and it trying to sabotage him. And I just really, really enjoyed that book. I enjoyed like my experience reading it and the thoughts that it gave me and, and everything about it. Awesome. Yeah. I'll check that out. That sounds really, really interesting. Um, what's your favorite drink? Uh, Glenlivet. That's single malt scotch. And I've tried so many scotches and I kept trying to have a different favorite, but at the end of the day, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my fave. Also. Yeah. I am not, I'm not a liquor drinker. Like my dad used to drink scotch and I tried it one time and I was like, Oh my God, this is, this hurts. <laughs> Oh, you can't see that's like falling off a horse one time or a bike. You can't just try it one time. We, we just talked about this. <laughs> okay, that'll be in my comfort zone. I'll start trying some liquor. <laughs> please, please start chugging. Come on. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? I have a hard time relaxing. So I think it's when you can completely remove your mind from all the things that like you have to get done or that aren't working in life. And the only time I'm able to do that is when I, I do, I'm like on a mission for something, right? Like I'm going on a trip or I'm going over to a friend's house or I'm going to like play poker or I'm just going to be around friends and I could just BS and like take my mind off things. So um, I know that's kind of a big answer, but I need, I need to like be around people. Yeah, no, I... I totally get that. Cause I think, you know, same thing as a business owner, like we just have con like thoughts constantly going through our head. Like oh, I'll lay down at night and I'm just like, okay, stop. You can't even think stop, stop thinking about that until tomorrow morning when you have to get up and work again, you know? Like, yep. Um, awesome. So what's your favorite thing to watch? Um, I hate to say this. Um, I, <laughs> My wife, ever since we met 13 years ago, like she falls asleep to friends. And all these years later, it just doesn't get old. I don't know how else to put it. Um, but other than like late time watching Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad, I, I could watch, re, you know, reruns and just watch them all day long. Yeah. I, I mean, Friends is a classic for a reason, you know? I mean, it, it was amazing. As Did y'all watch The Reunion? Yes, yes. Um, they're they're doing reunions differently now, right? Instead of like filming a show, they just sit around and talk about things. I thought it was really well done. It was it was hard to look at the actors because you know they've had so much work done. It was right. really, really depressing. It's like a reminder: just let yourself age. You know, don't think that you know work's gonna look good on you. It clearly didn't look good on any of them. I I have I haven't watched it yet, but I've seen a few pictures, and yeah, I think I know exactly who what you're saying and i don't understand that either it's like no i don't want a ton of wrinkles but i also don't want to look like i don't know <laughs> like i tried to not have a ton of wrinkles either <laughs> right um and lastly where's your favorite place to go my favorite place to go 
Um, I don't have one favorite place. Like I could, I love Key West. I could just go get lost there for a week and hang out. I could also go anywhere in the mountains. Like I'm, I'm from New Mexico, right mm-hmm. out West. You know what it's like to be in the mountains. That's mm-hmm. really peaceful. And, uh, now I live in Miami, so it could also be the beach. Yeah. Oh, those are all fantastic. Yeah. We're actually planning a trip. Well, to Louisiana is the end goal in September, but we're going to stay a few days in Santa Fe and I just love it there. Oh yeah. I was just there for the first time in a few years last week and, um, still just as cool and different as ever. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been there. Um, well, awesome. Well, where can everybody find you and connect with you? Social media website. And like I said, I'll put all the, all the stuff in the podcast notes, but sure. sure. Um, I mean, look, we focus mostly on lawyers for our staffing company called get staffed up, but we have lots of non-lawyer clients. And if you're interested in finding out more, just like what it's like to have a VA and, and such, um, get staffed up.com. Super easy to go there and check things out. As far as social media handles, um, I I don't memorize all mine, but I'm pretty sure it's like Trembly Law Firm on all of them. You know, LinkedIn, you can just search for Brett Trembly. There's not a lot of us. I think there's like two. Um, there's one other guy somewhere out there, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, in the Midwest somewhere. But yeah, so I just, I'm, I'm easy to find. Awesome. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I was actually coaching, um, at, or had a coaching call this morning with a, a staffer and she is amazing South Africa you know she's on our time and she is awesome. rocking all of the marketing stuff and also just kind of general things as well for the law firm and I mean I was like I don't even have anything to say like you are making all the numbers green and you're she has a schedule like they're they're all amazing every like every staffer yeah. that I've worked with has been phenomenal that's yeah that's really really nice to hear I mean like good people don't fall off trees. We work really, really hard at finding the best of the best. Yeah. Well, y'all are doing a great job doing it. So keep it up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, yeah, I know you were crazy busy. So thanks so much for hanging out with me and chatting. And it was so good to catch up. Yeah. Nicole, this is long overdue. Thanks for making it happen. I really appreciate your time and you having me on as a guest and I wish you the best of luck. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks again. And thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and are able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, join us in the Bubbles and Biz community. We have weekly accountability and open office hour and rotating events like group coaching from me, networking, expert guests, and more. Join us to connect, collaborate, and celebrate. Learn more at bubblesandbiz.co.